0: Hello and welcome to Her Online Business Podcast, the podcast for aspiring and experienced female web entrepreneurs. I am Adama, your host, and here you will find digital marketing tips for building your online business, interviews from inspiring female entrepreneurs from all over the world, lessons and mistakes from my experience in entrepreneurship, and much more. I am passionate about helping other women live their dream life thanks to an online business that matches their passion and serves their purpose. So let's hang out, have fun, and grow together. Hello and welcome to this new episode of Her Online Business Podcast. My guest of the day is a certified director of operation and profit strategist. After over a decade in corporate climbing the proverbial ladder, Stephanie decided to branch out and work one on one with small businesses. She helps solopreneurs create business goals, outsource the task, streamline their operations, or implement a technology solution. She basically helps them create a measurable impact on their organization. Her name is Stephanie Hill Manuel. Hi, Stephanie, and thank you for joining us today. Hi, thank you
1: for having me. This is super exciting.
0: Yes, yeah, because the topic that we are going to talk about are super, super key for small businesses. And I find that you can find so many information on the internet about the marketing part, about attracting clients. But when it comes to finances and budgeting, it's very, very hard to come. uh, to find the right information. So that's why we've decided to do a two-part interview series because Stephanie has so much knowledge to share with you and so we could not address everything properly in just one interview. So today we are going to talk about budgeting for small businesses and she will share her tips and also talk about the mistakes that you should avoid when you start your um, business. And next, We will address the profitability aspect of having a small business, so how to make sure that your business is profitable and also take cost-effective actions. We want them to succeed. We want them to have all the tips and tools. Exactly.
1: Something that people like to not teach. It is something that they're like, oh, you should already know that.
0: Yes, and that's the foundations, and that's maybe the less uh, fun part of having a business, but it's super important if you want your business to be still there in 10 years, then you should definitely work on that first before all the fun part of creating your Mm -hmm. offer and services and marketing and so on. So before we jump into the subject of today, can you tell us more about who you are, where you're from, and what is actually your background?
1: Yes, of course. So um, yeah, why you should trust my opinion. That's a good one. I'm in Massachusetts, uh, United States. I'm in the Western part, which is a little mountainy. I have a background in corporate finance and project management, actually. I went to school out here in the middle of nowhere, which, you know, <laughs> was probably middle of nowhere for you guys, especially, but a small little college and got a business degree with a focus on concentration on accounting and uh, minor in economics. And so, you know, I really knew that finance was a big part of the business. So I have a business degree, but I focused on the accounting and finance part because it is the foundation. Like you say, if you're bad with 20 bucks, you're gonna be bad with $200,000, you know? So you need to to be good with your money from the get-go. I worked in some Fortune 500 companies. There's a couple out here. And I, you know, worked my way through different parts of a financial organization. You know, my last position uh, before leaving and starting my own business was um, working on battleships for the Navy, like literal battleships. <laughs> and okay. so um, we're working with government funds and they uh, care a lot about what you're doing their money. <laughs> so, um, you know, we had to be very Scrutinous of uh, of our financials, even when working with billions of dollars—that's with a B. So mm-hmm. it was a little scary to see that many zeros on your spreadsheet sometimes, um, yes. and you don't want to miss a zero. <laughs> but <laughs> um, but it really makes you think that it's really no different, you know. When I'm looking at my bank account, which is not, does not have that many zeros, let me tell you, and I'm working on you know spreadsheets for my company, you know, basically the zeros don't matter you need to be good with it regardless, you know, if it's, you know, $50,000 might seem like a lot to you in your business, but it's like a drop in the bucket when it comes to a large corporation. But you have to think about it the same way. Think about it at, you know, it's $5 in your bank account, but you need to care about every dollar or else, you know, you just, you can get into trouble. So yeah, I uh, I branched out and I, uh, you know, I decided I want to work with smaller businesses and make the impacts for them since they, you know, a very small percentage of small businesses actually succeed. And I feel like financials are a huge part of that. Even though I do now work in all areas of the business, you know, project management, operations, finance, I still in my heart believe that the financial stability is the core of it. And there's so many entrepreneurs that I see who are winging it, they're doing great, but they get mm-hmm. to a point in their business where they're like, okay, now I need to care. And it's like, oh, you should have <laughs> cared a long time ago, but yes, you need to care now. And, um, and that's where they, you know, they hit a ceiling basically with their business where they either, um, have too many expenses and they're, um, you know, their, their business has so many expenses that they can't hire the help they need. They can't, you know, they're not bringing in the money and it's like, okay, if you're making a hundred thousand dollars a year, but you're spending a hundred thousand dollars a year, you don't have a business, (laughs) you know? So, um, you know, you really need to care from day one and prepare, especially as you exit out of, let's say your corporate job into
0: an entrepreneur role. Definitely. And so, I mean, as you said, like you can meet a lot of talented people who have great business ideas. But Mm -hmm. if they don't know how to manage their finances properly, then they just may end up bankrupt and think that entrepreneurship is not for them. But it's because we didn't work on these finances and on these money foundations first. So yeah, that's why we are here. So it is perfect. And so in your case, since you had a, you know, a successful career in different companies, and basically, you were able to climb the ladder. So Mm. what actually compelled you into becoming an entrepreneur instead?
1: Yeah, so like you said, I climbed the ladder, which it's basically I, you know, in college, I was like, I'm going to be the CEO one day, and Mm -hmm. not like start my own business, but I'm going to climb the ladder of someone else's business. And Mm -hmm. so I jumped. From job to job, every time I was eligible to jump, which was about two years, one to two years in the companies, I would try to get to the next position and the next position. And part of it was you want to make more. Part of it is you want to do something different. You know, after a year or two, you're like, okay, I'm ready for something different. I need a new challenge. And part of it was, um, you know, just a drive to get to the top kind of thing. And then um, I just realized as I, you know, as you get higher and higher up, as you, you know, maybe have seen in business before you get less free time. You're starting to work nights and weekends. You know, it's like, yeah, you might be making a little more than you did the year before, but the new positions get more and more demanding in corporate, you know, you're expected to sacrifice more. And I just realized that my dream as when I was younger was not my dream anymore. You know, I wanted to be in control of my income. I wanted to be in control of my time, my life. You know, I didn't like having to only take a couple of days off a year because that was what was allowed Um, You know, I wanted to be there for my daughter and her schooling and everything, but I still wanted to be, you know, the corporate powerhouse that, you know, that I dreamed of before. And so it was like, okay, I, you know, I'm not the type that could be at home and be okay with just, you know, taking care of my family. Like I still want more for myself. How do I blend those? And so to me, that was start your own business. I don't want to just wait for that 2%. I don't know what you guys have, but we have like a 2% annual increase raise every year. So even when you bust your butt nights and weekends, you might get little bumps here and there, but it's like, no, if you're going to bust your butt, you want to get some big contributions for that. And I just realized that the upper management and corporate was not the lifestyle I was going for. So you can make a bigger impact on your life doing it Mm -hmm. yourself. And you have all the control. But what's scary is you have all the control. <laughs> so it's yes. really a double-edged sword. It's scary because there's no map. You know, there's no plan. Yes. In college, you have you follow this plan and you get this degree. In corporate, you know, you have this trajectory that you follow in business. You have... Um, You know, you start at position one, and you move up to position 10, you know, and you might go across departments a little bit, but you pretty much have a path in the business. And in the entrepreneur space, you have nothing, you can do whatever (laughs) you want, but you also have too many options, I feel like. And so it's, it's really a different world, but it's
0: an exciting one, because you have the ability to control your future. Yeah, definitely. As I said, like in the corporate world, you have a certain path that you need to follow. But when you are an entrepreneur, you actually is the one who need to build the road and then drive on this road. (laughs) You are the engineer, you know? Exactly. That's, As you said, like the scary part, but also the exciting part, having just uh, the life that you want and having a different impact on yourself, on your family, but also on people that you help. So that's great. That's basically also the reason why I became an entrepreneur. So to talk more, baby, about the different definitions, because when it comes to finance, there are different words that people use, like profit, margin, and accounting, budgeting, profitability, what is it and what's the difference? And so today we want to focus more on the budgeting aspect of a business. So can you tell us what is the difference between accounting and budgeting? And so why it is important for new uh, business owners to know what they are doing with their budget, what is their budget and so on? Yeah,
1: so budgeting is a plan that you have for your business. So one of the big problems that people have is not knowing what their real numbers are. So you need to know exactly how much your family needs, how much you need, how much your business needs. And so you need to plan that out. You need to, you know, really get, get deep with the numbers and probably a little more truth than you're used to, you know, print out your bank statements, whatever you need to do and know exactly how much you need. And you need to plan for the things that you actually spend you know people might say okay my bills are this much but do you go to starbucks every day do you you know do you like going to target once a week and go shopping like what is your you know what do you actually spend not what you think you spend and mm-hmm. that's something that helps you then go into your budget so the budget is the plan for what you intend to spend so you need to include things like business expenses you need to include things like taxes <laughs> you know you need to plan for saving for taxes and the difference between the, the corporate and the entrepreneurial world is you need to do everything, whereas in corporate you might ha- you had one specific job. So now you need to do everything. So you need to think about all those things that were taken care of for you, like saving for your own taxes and saving for health insurance situations and saving for fluctuations in income. You know, you're not going to make the same amount every week like you did in corporate. You know, you just save for the swings. You need to plan for things to Go over a little bit. You might have projects that don't do as well as others. You know, so you need to plan for all of that. And so a budget is your plan and what you expect. And your accounting is what's already happened. So you know your accounting is recording what's already happened in your business. So I use QuickBooks online. It's my favorite tool so far. But it's for businesses. You know, there are entrepreneur self-employment packages, but I use the small business one because I'm planning as a small business. But it helps you record where your business is, what you're spending the money on, you know, links to your bank account shows it coming in, but that's the past. Your budget is for your future. And a budget yeah. is something that you should continue to review at least quarterly and update based on what your your actual spending is. I would do it monthly. Actually, I do it weekly because I'm a bit of a nut, but <laughs> that's, that's the difference about finance people is we have dueling spreadsheets with everything. Um, you know, you need to be able to, if you say that your electric bill For your space or um, even your house, like your electric bill is going to be $50. You need to check off that that $50 came out, you know, so that you don't think that you spent it and then you didn't, you know. So accounting is reviewing what you say that your budget was going
0: to spend. Does that make sense? Definitely. Yeah, thanks. I mean, it makes things very clear and I hope it's the same uh, for you guys so thank you for this definition Stephanie and regarding financial challenges so you already said that okay so it's about planning your budget is key for your business knowing what you're spending not only in your business but also regarding your lifestyle making sure that you take every expenses into account. so for you what are the financial challenges that entrepreneurs may face when they are launching their businesses?
1: Yeah, so um, when a lot of people start out, uh, myself included, you might, you know, let's say make a small amount on your first couple clients, you know, let's say you make a $100, you want to spend or save all of that $100, Mm -hmm. but you should only save part of it. And that I think that's the hard thing is, you know, we're kind of used to being able to use everything that we get in. You know, you get a bonus, you get, uh, you know, your paycheck, you get, you know, you get money, you, you can kind of spend all of it. You have, it's all to your disposal, but when you're an entrepreneur, you need to have the willpower to say, okay, I might've gotten a hundred dollars, but that's not all mine to, to use. I need to save, to reinvest in the business. I need to save for taxes. I need to save, you know, and so your, your percentage of what you actually get to keep it goes down and down and down and down, and you need to have that willpower to not take everything out of your business and spend it immediately because you get excited and you want to spend it, you know? So basically not stealing from yourself because you'll pay for it later when your taxes are due and you didn't save for anything, or you want to invest on something, you know, you need a new computer for your business. You want to spend on the software. There's a special, let's say if you pay for the whole year, you get a discount. And if you didn't save that money from your business, now you have to pay out of pocket for that. And so Mm -hmm. it's like, you just keep stealing from yourself. So separating your business and personal finances as soon as possible, is a huge key. And in separating those, you need to treat your business money, like business money, (laughs) you know, you can't just take all of it, you can give yourself money, obviously, you can pay yourself, but not taking the entire thing out, because then you'll have to put money in later, you know, it's backwards. Definitely.
0: Yes. And it comes to knowing the difference between spending and investing. And we are not taught, how to do that as individuals it's like you have to research if you want to learn how to invest how to prepare for retirement and such mm-hmm. because society actually encouraged us to spend that's how <laughs> we work like companies create products and services for people to buy we buy and so we give them our, our money and they reinvest mm-hmm. this money somewhere else etc so when you're a business owner you sh- should start thinking like these companies that you used to buy products from you know So yeah. yes and so you said okay so we should know that as business owners it's important to separate personal finances and business finances also <laughs> knowing how to save and the fact that you cannot spend everything that you earn yes. So when it comes to actually planning your business let's say okay you want your business to be actually to create wealth for yourself for your family you want your business to be still here in 10 20 years and continue growing so how do you plan that budget-wise do you think okay you should every year have a bigger plan let's say so every year you want i don't know two percent growth in your business so how do you personally see that actually yeah this is such a loaded question, which is why we
1: needed more than one episode. So um, you know, there's, there's a couple different parts. So how to decide how much you need to save and, and all that good stuff. I actually started using the profit first method. I was not sold on it at first. And then I was like, you know what, I'll try it out. And it's actually not bad. So if you haven't heard about it, it basically helps you calculate what you need to do for your business. So it's just a fancy calculator. So you don't need to, you know, buy the book or anything like that. You just, you know, look up the calculator and, It gives you percentages. So you have $100 come in. It says, okay, you need to have 2% that go into savings. You need to have, you know, 25% go into a tax account. You can have 10% go into a personal account. And so it breaks out. And then there's a, you know, so I said, there's taxes, there's profit. You actually save the profit right off the bat which is like crazy. It blows our minds. So you save the profit, you save the taxes, you pay yourself and you have a business percentage as well. So that goes for the business money. So you're distributing the funds. The second it comes in, you actually do it twice a month, but you have a separate account that the money comes in and you divide it up. And so following that takes the guesswork out of it. It takes out like, okay, how much should I save out of this paycheck? How much do I, you know can I pay myself? And you just set it and you create that number yourself. They give you guidelines. But I know that it's halfway through the year when I'm starting, of course, I might put a little bit more in the tax account than I want to, you know, but you basically get to take a percentage out for yourself and not feel guilty about it and save some for profit. And the profit at the end at quarterly, you get to distribute to yourself. So you get little bonuses too, and you get to celebrate your wins. And I think that that's really smart to kind of have that guideline out there so that you don't have to make the emotional decision. You know, you want to take the emotional decision out of your money and then, so you can decide what you want your profit to be. And if you have to steal out of that account, so be it, you know, you're, it's not perfect. You know, when I first did it, I had to steal out of the wrong accounts because I, you know, you're setting it up in the middle of a month when you might not have the amount put in right bank accounts yet. So it takes a little while to get used to, but I find that it's, it's actually working pretty well. So I, uh, I recommend that. And then finding as many free options, you know, like you were saying, the businesses are trying to all get our services. We don't need to have the top end services for everything from the beginning. You know, there's free calendar schedulers, there are free or cheap, you know, hosting things like you don't need to get the top notch of everything. When you're first starting out, you want to make money before you spend the money, you know? So I think researching as many free or cheap tools as possible and only using them when you really need them. You know, you, you can wing it for a little bit because you might go the wrong direction or you might hate the tool, but you've already spent $300 on it. So now you're stuck in it, you know? So researching your tool options and not just being like, well, I see everyone using, you know, Dubsado, I need to spend $300 for a Dubsado account, you know, that kind of thing. And waiting until your business grows to need them. And then, so for planning your growth, It's important to think backwards. So if you know, I want to make $50,000 this year. Okay, well, what's 50 divided by 12? (laughs) You know, or or let's say in coming 2021, we want to make $50,000. What's 50 divided by 12? Okay, well, that's how much you need to make every month. And then um, is that, but also is that number, is it 50 after taxes or before taxes? Because you have to think of that, if you need to take home 50, you need to add on your taxes and then say, okay, I need to make 65 to be able to make 50 at the end of the day. So then you divide it out and say okay you know i can live on x amount of dollars a month which is really you know that number plus taxes this is what i need to bring in so if that's what you need to bring in divide that out you know what services do you want to offer and so you just kind of break out your life in that section so that you can plan but you plan backwards and then say okay in you know five years i want to be at this point so then you divide that out and you say okay Can I offer 10 times more of my service every month? Does that make sense? Do Mm -hmm. I need to change my offer? Do I need to increase my prices? Because it's a little bit of both usually. And so you have to think like, does my current offer sustain my future plans? my future profit goals. And you don't need to plan like, okay, in 10 years, this is what I'm going to be offering. Because I think we all, you know, grow with our businesses. And that's the fun part is we can kind of go different directions based on what's going on. Maybe we find that we love working with a certain client and we just go that direction instead. You know, we have the ability to pivot as much as possible, but having some general plan in in mind helps you think in that way. So if you were doing one-on-one services with somebody, well, your time is involved in that. And so separating your time and your money and thinking okay in 5 years I want to be making $300,000. You know, what's the difference between the 50 and the 300? What does my service actually work to be able to sustain $300,000 or would I be working 72 hours a day? That math doesn't make any sense. And so, you know, you need to plan in that capacity. And you need to think your business expenses are going to grow too. It's not, you know, you can't say, well, I spend $10 a month on my you know, hosting service, that is the same as when I'm at $300,000, because you will have to probably upgrade your tools. And so you can't just take that you have to think, okay, my expenses are going to be higher, I might have some employees or teammates to add on there. And that actually brings me to another point about um, hiring people when you don't know how to do it yourself. That's a bit of a scary point, too. So if you don't know how to do it, and you hire someone, how do you know that they did it correctly? Yes, I think that there's some education involved in all areas of your business, even if you're not going to do it, you should at least know the general idea of how to do it so that, you know, you don't waste your money, but hiring before you understand it can get very dangerous as well. You know, you don't need a $3,000 website to start, you know, you can Mm -hmm. pop something together for yourself and it will be just fine to start with. So those kind of guidelines.
0: Definitely, definitely. So you should know that even when you have a job, you can see that as you have a promotion, like your expenses will also increase because you may upgrade your lifestyle. So it's the same thing with, with a business. As your business grows, you need to be willing also to invest and spend more if you it to grow more. That's the rule it's just you have, you have to make sure that you always yeah earn more than you spend and that's what we will talk about next week so i will not spoil you too much on the profitability aspect but yeah so since you have experience uh, working for big companies and as you said working with huge budgets with many many zeros <laughs> do you actually see differences in how um, you think works for small business and one-person businesses and corporation? What are for you the main differences and things that you think are similar, actually? So I actually think there's a lot of similarities.
1: You know, you need to have money allocated for all the different areas of your business. You know, if you know that you want to spend money on Facebook ads or something, like you need to have a budget for that. You need to know, like, I have reserved you know, $2,000 out of my monthly income of 10 grand, you know, I'm just throwing numbers out there. I've reserved $2,000 just for Facebook ads. And you are willing to put that money there, not touch it like that's reserved. And that's what, you know, a big, large corporation does is they allocate money based on projections. You know, I expect to make $10,000 every month. It just has many more zeros (laughs) and I'm going to spend X amount of dollars on marketing Mm -hmm. and then you know and then the same thing with I'm going to spend X amount of dollars for monthly services for them it's buildings and lights and fleet of trucks and the numbers are a bit larger but it's the same concept if you're Having web hosting and a cell phone or whatever you need to do your business, internet is somewhat a business expense, so you need to allocate that money and know that that money goes there. That's what it is. You don't touch it. You can't steal it for anything because it's required for that area. And so the difference I would say is less people are involved. (laughs) If you're creating a budget for a large corporation, there's a lot of people's input that goes into it. You know, there's experts in those fields that are giving you the budget. The person giving me the marketing budget as a finance person, I don't need to understand what goes into it. They tell me that's their budget and I give them that money and they use it. And I then would record what they're using, but I don't need to understand it. When it's your money and it's your business, you need to understand every area of it because you are the sole decision maker. And I think that's the big difference. And that's something we're not used to is being so in control of every aspect, because we are usually good at one thing, like generally, you know, what is your business? That's your thing. So that doesn't mean you're good with everything else. That doesn't mean, you know, I am the worst techie person ever. So of course, I'm my own IT support right now, you know, and I'm a terrible IT support person. And so you need to know like when to compensate for things. But the biggest difference is the decision makers, you have to be an expert in almost every field because you are the person creating those budgets. And having the willpower to reserve that and not steal it for other parts of your business and not say, Oh, that 2000 from Facebook ads. I'm going to use that and pay myself instead, you know, because I want to buy something this month because then your business will suffer for it. So there's a lot of checks and balances in a corporate and, uh, you know, somebody would notice if I stole the marketing budget and put it somewhere else. Whereas uh, nobody's going to scold you if you steal the marketing budget and spend it on, you know, target shopping. So <laughs> it's, it's, you need to have complete willpower when it comes to your business and um, nobody's going to check your work. <laughs> basically you need to make sure you're accounting correctly. You need to make sure you're budgeting correctly. I need to have the control to follow your budget and not deviate too much.
0: Yes. And yeah, I think that's a great point because it's a case not only in finance and budgeting, it's a case in so many different aspects of your business, like who is in charge of, Creating and crafting the offer, who is in charge of talking with the potential clients, who is in charge of marketing. And as you said, like when you are a solopreneur, you are all these things you are the CEO, you are the CFO, <laughs> the marketing director, and all these things. And I think, yeah, you're right, that's the most challenging. And that's why we may neglect the things that we feel less comfortable with. And most of the time, it's going to be finance or marketing, something that we are not skilled for. And so that's why I want you to give us maybe three tips to help anyone who is starting their business right now or any really new entrepreneur who want to get their finance and budget right from the start.
1: Yeah, my top three would be keep good records right from day 1 start your records whether it's in quickbooks or on a spreadsheet you need to calculate everything out and you need to record everything every you know $7 $47 thing that you spend you need to record that you need to know exactly how much you're spending on your business as well as your personal but especially your business those are usually tax write offs so it counts as an expense for your business so the more you keep good records, the less taxes you'll probably pay. So good records is number one. Saving for taxes is number two. Nobody wants big surprise bills at the end that are going to corrupt your business. You really have to save for taxes and rainy day. So cash flow changes. Mm-hmm. You don't want to get to a point where you can't afford to hire help because you've been eating the entire income. And the third one is shop around for your services. So you need to know the options. You need to do your research, whether it's hiring somebody to do your website or getting a calendar scheduling tool or, you know, whatever it is, you need to shop around. You need to do your research, figure out what that tool will do for your business. You know, because I'm a huge proponent of automation and you know, we want to make things as automated as possible because you have a one woman show and you need to maximize your time. And so I'm all for getting the tools you need to do your job the best and the most efficiently but you need to figure out if they're the exact right one for your business you know do they fit your model do they fit your client you know does it work for your client does it fit as many needs as possible we don't need seven tools sometimes three will do you know because they can do multiple things and when it comes to services you need to shop around as well you need to talk to people that they've worked with before you know, whether it's a business coach or just somebody to help you out with uh, you know, an email sequence or something like you need to look at what they've done before. You can't just take, you know, people have great sales pitches, but you need to do your research just yeah. like you would hiring someone to put an addition on your house. You wouldn't just call up the first contractor and say, sure, come build an addition to my house. You yeah. would want to see what they've done before. I want to see a portfolio of your work. I want to talk to somebody who's hired you before and, you know, see if they've, They were happy with your services. I want to look at your price compared to another person. You know, you need to shop around. You can't just go with the first person that says, hey, I'm a copywriter or hey, I'm a social media manager, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, because you will be disappointed. You want to have the correct expectations. You want to make sure that, you know, whether it's a tool or a person that they've worked in your type of business for. You know, don't take a copywriter for doctors and have them be working on your pet service business. You know, you want a very specific skilled person for your business or tool. You know, you want to make sure the tool works for your business and isn't just the most popular one right now. So, those are my three biggest tips.
0: Awesome. Thank you for these tips. And now, the other way around, what are for you the biggest mistakes that new entrepreneurs make regarding their budget? Ooh, biggest mistakes <laughs> not tracking their spending, which I know is the plus and minus,
1: but I know people get very FOMO, which is fear of missing out, and people love to buy things. Because there's a timer counting down and you are going to miss out on this $47 offer. It's going to go up 10 times tomorrow, you know, and so you're like, I gotta get it. I gotta get it. And it's like, okay, you don't need to get it. Don't buy something until you're ready to use it right now. That's my tip. Because there's so many times when I see an offer and I'm like, you know, that would be great. It sounds amazing. I totally can see myself doing it. But if I'm not gonna start it today, whether it's a tool or a course or a program, if I'm not going to start it today, and it's not going to help me today in my business to make more money, I'm not going to buy it. You know, I'm not going to buy it and put it in a folder for later and say, I'll get to it. Oh, I want to learn more about, you know, LinkedIn marketing. So I'm going to buy a course. Oh, I'm not going to start it right now though. I'm going to put it in my folder and I'll get to it later because you might not, <laughs> you know, you're spending money right now for no reason. Don't wanna buy something until you're ready to actually use it because your business could go a different direction. And if you're like, well, no, Instagram's where I need to spend my time. Well, now you just bought a LinkedIn course. What are you gonna do (laughs) with that? You can't give it back. And sometimes they have timeframes that go along with them. So, you know, support for three months. Well, if you're not starting it for six months, well, what was the point of that? So really making sure that you really need it and you're not just feeling that fear of missing out and that pressure to buy something.
0: Yes thanks for sharing this huge mistake and yes i mean that's the problem when you launch your business the excitement part and making decisions based on your emotion uh, rather than on your logic and it's very hard to like just distinguish that and just take a step back and know, okay, am I acting based on formal and on my emotions? Or am I acting as a CEO and someone who is taking, you know, decision for the good of my business? So
1: yeah. So number two is trying to do it all yourself. Um, you know, there are things you're not going to be good at and that's okay. As we're going into a business, we're doing everything and it's okay to say, I am trash <laughs> at copywriting. Maybe you need to brush up on some skills and take a little course or, you know, there's so many free tools. I'm a proponent of courses. I'm coming out with one. I'll tell you about it later. But There's so many free tools. And when you're first starting out, you can do that. You can, or lynda.com or something like that. Like you can brush up on skills to get you started enough to be dangerous, but it's okay to say, I'm terrible at that. (laughs) You know, I need to work on that. And so if you need to spend money in your business, that's okay. Make some before you spend it, but being okay with investing in your business is scary. You know, it is terrifying to say, oh, I really want this coach. She's perfect for my business. She speaks to me. She is my goal. You know, it's important to make sure that what you're going for is what you want to get, but it's $2,000 or whatever it is. You need to be okay with that. You are going to have to invest in your business. You have to spend money to make money. So as much as I say, don't spend it before you need it, you also will have to spend some and you have to get okay with investing in your business. If you went to college, which I guess most people in corporate America probably did, You invested in your education. So you're going to have to do that in your business as well, because there are skills here, just like when you went to college that you haven't learned. And so you're going to have to take that copywriting course so that you can brush up on skills, even if you plan on hiring a copywriter, because you need to understand it. So being okay with spending from your business, and that's why we put money in business. We budget for our business. We budget for professional development and that's one of the things i talk about is you're going to want to learn more whether it's a book whether it's a course a program a mastermind you know you're going to want to buy something for your business to help you get ahead and you need to budget for it so there needs to be a percentage of your business income that is saved for professional development because and then you need to be okay with spending that so that's number two (laughs) i'm sure you've invested in your business before right oh yes when
0: i started i invested 2k in my business Terrified. Yes, and knowing that I wanted to do that full-time and I didn't have a backup plan, yeah, that was for me the biggest investment that I've made in terms of my education since college, actually. So, Mm -hmm. but yeah, like we are told that we should invest thousands for college and then hope that we will have a full-time job that is hyping and that can actually help us pay back the student loans but then that's it so we don't learn how to keep investing on ourselves investing on our education because as I said like we are our biggest asset our business is not our biggest asset we are and so that's why we should be able to invest in ourselves and not feel guilty about that so yes I definitely agree with that yes the first few investments are
1: the most painful (laughs) it is it is (laughs) so hard to take your hard earned money and say, I don't know what's going to come out of this. You know, you, like you said, college, it feels like a guarantee. It is Mm -hmm. not a guarantee. But for some reason, if you wanted to take out a, you know, a loan for your business for $2,000, people would say, you're crazy, you're gonna lose your house. But if you if you want to spend 30 grand on college, they're like, yeah, that's a great idea. (laughs) So it is definitely funny. And it's hard to spend the money when you want to do other things with it. So if you want to save, to be able to leave your corporate, mm-hmm. you know, you need to budget an extra amount so that you can save you know, a rainy day fund to replace your corporate income if you have kind of fluctuations and you don't have like retainer clients right off the bat. Um, you're gonna wanna save for that so that you can you leave corporate and, and be secure, but you also want to be able to save that other money. So it's like, it's hard to decide where you're gonna put your budget funds. If you want to pay off personal debt, it's hard to say, no, I'm going to save this to invest on my business. I'm not going to pay off that credit card. You need to have that hard money conversation with yourself. And so here's tip number three, which is vulnerability in your financial mindset. You need to work on that. It's funny because I'm not a woo-woo person. I'm not into meditations and mindsets and all that stuff, but I have a money mindset coach. And it seems ridiculous because I have a finance degree. Why should I need a money mindset coach? And it's because there's going to be situations that we're, we weren't prepared for yet. And so it's funny because, you know, I know you, you probably meant to have me go in a different direction with a budget mistake. But a budget mistake could be not having a good mindset around your money. You are not used to getting told no 100 times a day. <laughs> You're not used to having somebody ask for a refund. You know, in your professional career, does somebody ask you to give money back (laughs) the money that you took in? No. And so you need to be okay with that. You need to be okay with the fact that there's going to be unhappy clients and you're going to have to give money back. And so you can't budget every dollar either. You know, you need to have a little bit of a slush fund because if someone asks for a refund and you already allocated that money to bills you have a hard situation, you need to decide whether you're going to pay your bills or pay this person back, it's going to happen. We don't want to say that, you know, it's never going to happen. It's going to happen, you're going to have people that just don't work with you, and they're going to want their money back, or you need to hire a lawyer, you know, unexpected business expenses. And so you need to plan for those. And the mindset around money, there's so much like, you know, I've sticky notes, like all over my desk, for mindset stuff, because even though 99% of the time, I'm good with my money mindset, there's that 1%. And you are the only person keeping your business going. So if you have that 1%, you know, your dog got out and your child is sick and your water filter isn't working, like whatever is going on in your life, and you get one unhappy client, your mentality could just crumble. And you need to be prepared for that too. So looking at your budget and not being afraid of it, you know, not being afraid of spending time, looking at your budget and going over it and, you know, meticulously calculating things out. And you want to have that conversation with your spouse, you know, or your partner, whoever you have in your life that is also involved in those finances from your business, you need to talk to them about it too. So budgeting mistake number three would be not having the right mindset around your budget. It's not something that you like make and then hide and never look at again. You know, you need to be intimately aware of where your money is going and, and where you are projecting it because accounting is looking at the past budgeting is looking at the future. So you need to look into the future and say, I'm going to spend on myself. I'm going to save for taxes. I'm going to make sure I'm using the most efficient software and courses to get my business to the next level. And
0: I'm okay with everything going on. <laughs> yes. And so the mindset around money is, super important. I also like to talk about the shift between an employee mindset and a CEO mindset. So someone who works for a paycheck, you know, and you know that your paycheck is going to come every month and someone who is trying to build a business that will be an asset and bring income, but you're never sure how much you're going to earn with this business and you have to spend in order to earn. So yes, I agree that, you know, the mindset around money is super important and that's also why sometimes you are so afraid of investing and you may be triggered when you reach some stages in your business you may be triggered because you have to work on some of the misbeliefs that you may have around money so yeah I was convinced
1: I could do it myself and didn't need a mindset coach specifically money mindset coach Mm -hmm. and I got to the point where I was like you know what I'm going to work on it now Because I don't want to have to find somebody after I need it. You know what I mean? Like you don't want to get car insurance after you've crashed your car. You want to prepare for the bad days. You know, I don't want to need a savings account after I broke my leg. You know, you want to have that savings account before you break your leg. So it's just, you know, you need to prepare for possibilities. And that's what a budget does. It helps you prepare for the future. And so you need to be prepared for different outcomes that as an employee, like you're saying, as an employee, you never would have had to deal with before. This when your project went over budget, and now you have to spend more on it, or you need to spend more time on it, which means money that you can't make from another job. And so you need to have those things in there to prepare for rainy days. Yes, definitely. The employee mindset of it is you don't have to deal with it. If marketing goes over budget and corporate, it's not your problem. You don't get blamed. <laughs> you don't have to deal with it. You still go home at night and just turn off your laptop. And that's the employee versus CEO mindset right there is that it's going to come home with you, you know, and uh, you can't just ignore it and sweep it under the rug like you might as an employee, because it's not your department. It is yes. all in your
0: department. <laughs> so it's always interesting to talk about money mindset. So if you want to share your views on that, feel free to do it in, in the comments. I would be like very curious to know what is your ideas around money mindset and how you actually yourself doing the shift from the employee mindset to the CEO mindset. That's also something that I talked about in episode three, I think, of the podcast. So definitely check that out if you want to uh, learn more about the money mindset of a business owner. And so regarding budgeting, for you, what is the best way to start budgeting? Like, is it on a monthly basis, on a weekly basis? Like when you just launch your business and you're like, okay, I need to budget, what would be the first steps Yeah, I do monthly. I think
1: weekly is a little bit too difficult and quarterly Mm -hmm. is not clear enough. Mm -hmm. So I look at monthly. um, I look at, you know, I already have that number in my head of what I need to take home. So I put that number in there, you know, Mm what's distribution needed for your business to sustain you at this point. So you don't want to necessarily say, I make, you know, three grand a month in my corporate job. So I need to put three grand in there from start, you know, because you're not jumping over from day one you know, you need to have a ramp up plan a little bit for that. But I would start by saying, okay, what are the things I need to spend for my business from day one, which should be very little, but you should have things. And so you know, it might be I need to get a website, I need to have an email host, I need to have a calendar subscription thing, but there's a free one. So I'll take the free one. Let's say it's free up to 10 appointments or something, and then you need to, you know, have a paid version. So you need to have those limits in there too of like what services you can have. I think looking at your business as a whole, what do you need to do from start to finish? And then saying what would I need to support me? So Mm -hmm. you get a client tomorrow, what happens? And have a map basically of what the steps that your client goes through. So okay, I have a client, I need to send them a document to sign, a contract. I need to invoice them or bill them somehow. I need to have a place for them to give me documents. I need to have an email for them to come communicate with me. I need to be able to speak with them over video chat, you know, and go through the entire process of your business and say, okay, what are the free tools? Okay, Zoom is free. Okay, Calendly is free, whatever it is. You know, which ones do I need to pay for? And then calculate what you need to pay for. And then say, okay, if I make no money this month, what are my expenses I need to be able to cover? So it could be, you know, a hundred dollars. So if you don't make any money, you need to cover a hundred dollars and, you know, you start from there and then, okay, if all else fails, I'm a hundred dollars plus 20 bucks to myself. I need to make $120 this month, no matter what. And so you start from your lowest needed number. And then for budgeting, you're obviously thinking to the future. So you think, okay, next month I need to add this on. I need to you know, make a little bit more or I want to pay myself a little bit more or ooh, I'm going to start, you know, I need to make sure I take the taxes out. So, you know, that needs to be in there. So I need to actually make one hundred and thirty dollars or one hundred and fifty dollars because I need to have that percentage of taxes. And so you basically start with the lowest possible number that your business needs to survive and then project going forwards. OK, in six months, I want to plan on to bring on a V.A. What amount am I going to have to make sure is extra in my income? that sustains my VA. If you're used to taking $2,000 out of your $3,000 business monthly, and then all of a sudden you need a VA, well, you've been taking $2,000 for yourself every month. Where's the money for the VA gonna come from? If you take everything left over, where's that money? So now you're going to have to give them a half of that. So now you take half home. Like you need to think logically going forward at least a few months in starting out. I would say six months is probably the farthest I'd go out from like day one of your business, but you need to plan out every month and say, okay, what would I need? What could I need? What could go up? What can I save on? And what do I need to save for taxes, retirement and pay myself? So monthly is my best way to do it. Yes,
0: agree as well. And so if you want to know what Stephanie is doing right now, how she is helping her clients, she's actually working on an amazing program. And I will let her tell us more about that, because she's the one who can speak about it the best. So what are you actually currently working on, Stephanie?
1: Yeah, so it's super exciting to me. I recently partnered with another director of operations. Her name is also Stephanie, which is hilarious and awesome. Um, which it works out because we are rebranding to elevate with Stephanie and I don't need to change the business name. Oh, so, um, I know (laughs) it just worked out. Um, and she has some amazing skills that she brings to the team and I'm super excited. So when I came into the entrepreneurship world, I started retainer because I needed to make a steady paycheck as you know, most people who are the breadwinners in their family need to do. So I worked only with retainer clients, which meant I stayed with them every month. So I made a pretty set amount of money every month and that worked for, you know, keeping the stability. Once you are used to making a monthly paycheck or weekly paycheck, it freaks you out to make varied income. So trainer is a good way to start. But then I said, okay, I want to make bigger impacts. I want to, you know, I want to condense it down and more people. So we started doing VIP services, which are one day, you know, you don't need retainer, you don't need, you know, ongoing, it's one day and you slam all of that good information into one day and help make a huge impact in someone's business. Because sometimes people need to make it now. You know, those people are making, you know, 10, 20, mostly $20,000 a month is probably what they're at. And they're, so they're like, they, they don't have the time they, you know, to spend on a three month program. They need the impact now. They need to know what their plan is now. And that's what we give them. So what we found is that we want to help people get to that level. You know, we want to help people get to the 20 grand month so that we can work with them and make those huge changes and help them jump the next goal in their their plan. So to get there, we said we need to step back a little bit and start with businesses that are lower than that, you know, and that are less income and haven't really reached that yet. And so we are turning our VIP day into a course that allows people to kind of DIY it. I don't know about you, but I love Pinterest for the DIYs of crafting for Christmas presents and stuff like that. And so DIY is, is, you know, kind of a fun term like that, but you're basically DIYing your business as an entrepreneur to start anyways. And so we're trying to take our crazy amount of knowledge and expertise from over the years working in corporate. Stephanie has actually not worked in corporate. She was a nurse who started her business in digital marketing like a decade ago. And so she has a completely different skill set than I do. And so we take that together. And I was like, I can't do this without you. I need your skills. You know, she's (laughs) so good. And um, she just brings something different to the table. And so we take that and we're condensing it down into a do-it-yourself course. So you can walk through the steps that we give our clients yourself with you know, some support, but you basically, you get the information, you get the roadmap, but you're able to make a smaller investment and really make your own plan out of it. So we are really excited. Hopefully that is launching in December of 2020. And we are currently adding some folks to an email list for information on that. And you're lovingly going to put that in the link below, I believe. So um, if you would like to get on that email list for more information when that comes out, that's awesome. Or share it with somebody who might need it. But yeah, it's a really a do-it-yourself, business planning, goal-setting, data-driven. You, know, driven. you know, We're huge on data because finance folks. So it's going to be awesome. I'm really excited.
0: Yes. And I can see how, you know, amazing it's going to be. So I will definitely put Stephanie's links if you want to learn more about what she does. So uh, you can find her on Instagram, Pinterest and LinkedIn. So Elevate with Stephanie. And I will also put the link to um, sign up for the waitlist or for the email list if you are interested in this program. So I will put the link as well in the notes. So... Wow, this was so packed with useful information around budgeting today. And so I'm super happy that we did this first episode. I don't know if you have one last thing that you want to say to wrap up this first episode about budgeting or tease us a little bit about what we are going to talk next week with the profitability aspect of the business. But yeah, I let you tell us what you want to finish this episode.
1: Yeah, my parting comment will be you have to celebrate your wins. And they might be really little at okay. first, but you need to celebrate every win that you have in your business. And you need to keep those in mind for all the rainy days that you're going to have. As we know, entrepreneurship, the, the graph of progress is up and down like a roller coaster. So celebrate every little win that you have. And, you know, don't be afraid of your finances. Like they will ultimately be the saving grace in your business. Like I said, you're bad with $20, you're bad with $200,000, you know, you need to not be afraid of money, not be afraid of business money, not be afraid to invest in yourself and your business, but with safety measures, you know, I'm not a risky person. You have to, you know, have some safety measures in there, plan for rainy days, and then you have everything you need to, to be successful.
0: Yes, yeah. Awesome. Thank you for this last word of encouragement. And so stay tuned and come back next week if you want to hear Stephanie talk about profitability. And we are going to give you some golden nuggets as well. So you don't want to miss that. And so I will see you next week, Stephanie. Thank you. Thank you. That's already the end of the episode. Thanks a lot for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, then give me a 5-star review on Apple Podcasts or Google Play, share this episode with your friends, and comment to let me know that you like this kind of subject. Also, if you want to hang out with me, follow me on Instagram at ah ah.diadoublelo, where I share more of my entrepreneurial journey and my services. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to get notified when a new episode comes out. Until then, I wish you a nice day and I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye.